0: listening to audio from Oasis Church in Winter Haven, Florida. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit our website at www.oasischurchwh.org. And thanks so much for listening. I have this dream periodically. It happens about every three months I would say. It's a weird dream. I know you've probably had the uh, the dream of you, you went to school in your underwear and you're wondering why in the world your mother let you out the door that way, right? So I have this dream, it happens ever so often and I had it just the other day and, and I don't really know what triggers it, well I think I know what triggers it, but it just pops up. And I'm always somewhere and I'm always going to be speaking. It's never here. It's always somewhere else I know what the place is, but it's a different place. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know you're in your home, but it's not your home. But in your dream, it's, I guess, maybe what you wish was your home. I don't know. But at any rate, I know where I'm at. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I can't find my way there. Or there's a wrinkle. And, and a lot of the times, it is, I'm supposed to preach, and the songs have begun, and I either can't find my way to the auditorium or I don't have any idea where my notes are. And the most recent one that I had, I woke up in a sweat because I was in the church that we attended in, uh, in Dallas while we were out in seminary. Loved that church. And I was back there, I was going to be preaching, and it wasn't that building. And not only was uh, I not able to find my way to the auditorium, my clothes had gotten dirty and so they had brought me some extra clothes out of the clothing closet and, and the pants were too short and the shirt didn't fit nothing matched and I'm just trying to get it on and the belt and I'm hearing the songs and I know I've got very little time before they're going to be expecting me out in uh in the auditorium to present the message and not only that I couldn't find my outline and I was I was just I was I was in a panic because I couldn't find my outline now those of you who have been around here long enough that have followed along in the app and, and you've got my notes right there in front of you, many of you know that, that my notes are only there for suggestions every now and then because there are times I don't even follow any things at all. I get all out of whack and realize there's no way to salvage this. We just keep going. So off the cuff is not a, a, a terrible place for me, but in my dream I couldn't find my outline, and I couldn't even remember the passage that I was supposed to be sharing. So now I've got clothes that don't fit, clothes that don't match. I don't have my outline. I can't find my way to the auditorium, and I have no idea what I'm about to share. And that's when I wake up in a panic. I call it my, my unprepared preacher dream. Now, maybe you have a similar thing that you dream, and it just pops up ever so often, and there's something in us that just triggers that sense of, I don't think I'm ready for this. Unfortunately, so many people in the church today, in the local church, when it comes to the idea of service, have that feeling that I'm just not prepared for this. Somebody else needs to do it because I just don't have what it takes. I don't have what what that needs, so so I'm sorry. I wish I could. I would love to be able to help, but you're just going to have to find somebody else. Unfortunately for followers of Jesus, that's in direct contradiction to what God tells us about ourselves if we're followers of Jesus. So last week, we started on a four-week journey we decided that we were going to talk about the discipleship process at Oasis Church. We have a process, uh, almost like an assembly line, that we try our best to, to lead followers of Jesus if they're going to be in this locale. We try to walk them through the discipleship process. Last week, we talked about that first step in discipleship that we call CONNECT. Connect is when followers of Jesus, who, who have those common denominators of the Holy Spirit, of faith in Jesus Christ, and have, have decided to land in this local assembly, we encourage folks to connect because God has designed us for community. And if left alone, we won't find community or we'll seek community that fulfills those natural desires that we have. In our life. See, that's what comes naturally. We have to be encouraged, we have to be provided, we have to be shepherded, if you will, into the community that God has actually designed us to function and be effective in. The body. We made the argument that the body of Christ is made up of many members who who have different functions, and but yet we're all designed to fit together so that his purposes might be accomplished in us. I don't always say this out loud. I hope that you know that that everything we do, everything we share and teach on Sunday mornings is taken, and yes, it is available on Facebook in its long form, but we take that, edit it down uh, to just the teaching lesson, and we post it to our YouTube channel. Many of you may not know that we have a YouTube channel. I want to encourage you at this time go back if you weren't with us last week you weren't able to hear about what it means to connect and specifically to connect in our life groups here at Oasis Church where you will find community that you need and that we need from you i want to encourage you make it a point to go back and listen on youtube get the the idea get the understanding if you're a part of this ministry if oasis church is your church because you need community you were made for it by god's grace we're going to encourage you toward connection you need to be connected not only are disciples to be connected but disciples are taught by god through the scriptures that they are to serve It's something that you begin and continue in the body is to serve. First, I want to make the argument that God has equipped us or that God has created us first for a specific purpose. Yes, God designed us for community, but God designed us to fulfill a particular function. We find that function in its most basic format, In the book of Genesis, chapter number 1, verses 27 and 28, where the Scripture says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, here's what I want you to do. Here's your function for which I've created you. I want you to be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I believe that Scripture right off the bat teaches us and shows us that God has created us for the purpose of being His unique representative over all His earthly creation, Now, if I were to ask you if human beings are in dominion over the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and everything that creeps along the earth, your answer would probably be no. Because creation is out of whack. It's all out of control and it's all crazy-like. See, that's not how God designed it. God designed creation to function underneath the supervision of the dominance, if I can use that word without a negative connotation, that humanity was to have dominion over God's creation as his unique representative. What was it that broke everything up for us? Sin. Sin not only destroyed our lives, not only made us into uh, uh, wicked individuals, it broke God's created order. So that if uh, you find yourself in the woods by yourself with a, uh, uh, one of those Kodiak bears, then you're going to find out real quick who's got dominance. Because of sin. But God's idea, and I think this kind of gives us a little bit of an idea that if sin broke God's plan, then what does eternity look like for the Christian? I don't think it looks at all like sitting on a cloud with a harp, jumping from cloud to cloud, happy, you know, unphysical. That's not at all what God has designed us for. He's designed us for His special representative in His presence, walking with Him in God's created order. So I think when everything comes to a conclusion, and it will, that we'll find ourselves functioning just as God intended, and then some. God had a physical, tangible purpose for humanity. There are things that he designed us to do. There are things that you must do. Now we call it work. We call it uh, caring for children or caring for one another or watching over aging adults. Or, you know, whatever it is that you have to be busy doing, we know that we're not to just lay in the bed all day or, or we won't have a bed to lay on. And then we'll be laying in the ground all day and then we'll wither up and die or getting eaten by the bear. God designed us for a specific Physical, tangible purpose. But not only that, the prophet Isaiah, even after the fall, centuries after the fall, we understand that God's purpose for his creation was not just a physical, tangible thing but it had a spiritual aspect to it. Isaiah 43, verse 6 and 7. God says, I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Certainly Isaiah referring uniquely to God's chosen people through the line of Abraham. Yes, but God's bigger plan when he says everyone who is called by my name, not just those who are currently called by my name that find themselves in the, in the people of Israel, but all of those who will ultimately be called by name because of what I am in the process of doing, everyone called by my name, whom I created for my glory. Yes, God created us for a, a purpose that has physical tangible actions in mind but those physical and tangible actions are to be used in demonstrating God's glory so so why are we created we're created for the purpose of being God's representative over his earthly creation bringing him glory in everything we do and say We know that to bring Him glory, we first have to surrender to the fact that He exists. He is real. And that what He says about Himself is true. And how do we know what He says about Himself? Through His Word, which we believe, which demonstrates and shows us the picture of His Son who has come and presented Himself as the perfect representation of who and what God is. We know that bringing Him glory requires that we surrender and submit ourselves to the One who has come. God the Son, Jesus of Nazareth, crucified in our place, raised to prove our justification. When by faith and faith alone, we trust in Jesus and Jesus alone, we begin the first step in the journey of our tangible and physical actions being directly connected to the glory of God if we will walk in obedience. And we begin the first step of what we're going to call every Christian's journey of service. Service. Doing and being what God has called you to do and to be. For His glory. Now, we shared last week from Matthew 28, 19 and 20, that when Jesus departed from this earth he said to his disciples now i want you to go and make disciples of all nations i want you to baptize them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit i want you to teach them to observe everything i've commanded you i want you to disciple them i want you to lead them into the way that that i've called all of you who are my people and i'm with you always we boil those things down and say that jesus called the church to do th- two things what are they class they're called to reach and teach reach them with the gospel present the truths of jesus crucified and raised invite them to receive and to trust and to believe that that was for their good and his glory that that was for their justification for their forgiveness in order to provide for their salvation and invite them to trust in jesus and jesus alone and when they do Well, we're to sit them down and to begin to show them how to walk and live as a Christian. Our first step is to get you connected with the body, where not only will you grow from that connection, but your growth will be a part of building others in that connection together as followers of Jesus, different Messy, vulnerable, personal. This doesn't, this feels weird, I know, because it's not what we would want to do. It's what God's created us for. And the more we walk in that, the more we recognize how vital it is to our spiritual health. And after we're connecting, we encourage and we lead the body and the members to do what they were designed to do. The first place we want to stop as we build this little argument of service is in Romans chapter 12. In fact, when it comes to how God has designed us uniquely to serve, there are four main passages in Scripture that kind of give us a glimpse of, of what God was doing in that process. We find it in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, so we can remember those, Romans, 1 Corinthians, both chapter chapter 12. We learn about this in Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 4. So all we got to do is remember four books and two chapters. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. Those are the passages where the writers, under the inspiration of God the Holy Spirit, begins to explain to us, at least in brief, about how God has intended to equip us for service. We want to look at all four of those passages, though we're not going to look at the meaty parts that you want to look at at all. I'm going to show you a different trail by which I want you to follow for those. Let's just understand the overview. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, Paul says, I say to everyone among you who is a follower of Jesus, which, by the way, I should have asked you this already. Are you a follower of Jesus today? Yes. All right. Well, then he's talking to you. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you are welcome in this house. Listen, because all I'm going to be doing is telling you what it looks like to follow the Jesus that we love and trust. Paul says, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself or herself more highly than he or she ought to think. We we could stop right there and preach a whole sermon on that right there. Not don't think more of yourself than you should. But I, I I say to everyone, but think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. I think that idea of, of, well, I don't understand all this. Well, you've not gotten there yet. Just, hey, just keep taking those little steps. Anybody get angry with your baby when all they could take was one step before they came right back down on their bottom? No. You pick them up, you dust them off, you, you encourage them along until they get two steps, and then three, and then four, and then the next thing you know, we're running. We're having to tell them to slow down. Don't run in the, in the house, right? So, look, wherever you're at, Just walk with what God has given you and understand what you can understand. He says in verse 4, For as in one body we have one members, and the members do not have all the same function. Review last week, right? So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Connected all different for different functions and purposes but we're connected together we got to move into that and then he says verse number six having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us let us use them so not only are we connected different and, and and wonderfully unique but designed to fit together in a very messy real way he says also we have differing gifts that have been given to us by god's grace and we are to use them would be such a waste to have a math brain and never do math would be such a waste to have a beautiful voice and never sing what a waste to know how to fix things and allow them to just waste away when you have that. bit. we get it. And so Paul says in having gifts that are a, 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 a gift of grace to us, we need to use them. And here's he begins to flesh out, and I'll read it. If, if prophecy is the gift in proportion to your faith, use it. If service is your gift in, your, in our serving, use it. If it's teaching, well, use it in your teaching. If you're one who exhorts or encourages, well, encourage. If you're one who contributes, that means if you're somebody who has the ability to earn and make money to just put toward God's purposes, well, get out there and make a bunch so that you can have it to give with generosity. If it's in leadership, lead with excitement, with zeal. If it's one who does acts of mercy, well then spread the mercy with cheerfulness. I'd love to, to spend a, a little bit of time on all of those, but that's not our purpose for today. Our purpose is just to demonstrate That followers of Jesus are made to connect, and within that connection, they're designed to serve. And that God has equipped them to do that. Contrary to the dream that I can't do this because I'm not prepared, we're beginning to see that, no, no, you're connected with gifts if you know Jesus as your Savior. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4 through 6. Paul, the author again says, as he's speaking about these gifts that we're to utilize, he said, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. If Romans 12 shows us that the church is a multifaceted body with many different gifts of grace, then 1 Corinthians 12 tells us don't forget that this is not about talents you bring to the table on your own. This is not about things that you do well that God just takes and amplifies. No. No. These are things that actually come directly from God. Now, maybe he uses how he's already created and designed you, but more often than not, what we're really good at in the flesh will fight more than will you because we like to do the things we're good at. And we like to do it so folks will pat us on the back. So most of the time, the gift that God has given us is not something we already are born with, but something He empo- uh, points on us, infuses with us as a gift of His grace. It comes from, from uh, one, one Lord, the same Spirit, and the same God overall right there. In the triune God, we see that all differing gifts are sourced In Him, we're equipped, we all got one, and they all come from Him. Ephesians 4 tells us what we're to use these for. Again, Paul writing, referring to God's activity in the lives of believers through the gifts that He's given them, expects an outcome. Here's Here's what a step towards God's glory looks like. Verse number 12, these gifts are given to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to mature womanhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. What's God doing with those gifts that are different in the connected body that are sourced in Him to be used for His glory? What are they for? they're for building up one another they're for drawing us all toward unity being together on the same page with opinions and, and desires and all that kind of stuff? Probably not. But on the same page with our goal, with the one we worship, where we're headed together, those gifts are designed to, to put us and build us and then mature us so that we're not constantly in and out and mad and now and, and have to get back happy again and I'm tossed by every wind of teaching and everything that shows up, I'm believing and I'm reposting. No building and using and connecting gives us the opportunity to grow into maturity I, isn't it awful to see when a when a, a young person grows up they graduate high school and and, and they just it, it's not that they've not found their place and and that they're looking but they just get lazy And and it's like they just want to, you know, I think there was a movie out called Failure to Launch. Y'all remember see that? Yeah. So it's about a guy who just intentionally mooched off his parents. And they were trying their best to get him out of the house. Why? Because he's off at work making a ton of money and got plenty of ability to be out. He just don't don't want to. We look at that and we go, "Eh, that's just sad. That's lazy. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate when we've been followers of Jesus forever and we of, just sort just of hanging out, just you know coasting along. We need, we need to be maturing. A lot of that's going to have to do with what we're going to talk about next week and the idea of growing. But it starts with serving. It starts when we begin utilizing what God has given us for the purpose of not only growing ourselves, but being a part of the growing and the building of others through God's use in those gifts. We, we call these things that we're, that we're describing spiritual gifts. One of my favorite pastors, Chuck Swindoll, defines spiritual gifts as this. They're supernatural abilities given by God to enable individual believers... To perform a ministry function with ease and effectiveness so a lot of times we think well I can't I can't be a part of that I don't know what I'm doing God goes yeah yeah, you can because by my grace I have given you something that you didn't bring to the table that if you'll just simply use if you'll just simply step into, I'll use that in you to, to bring about your maturity and your brother's and sister's maturity. And I'll use the gifts that I've, I've infused in them to bring about not only their maturity, but to put, uh, bring about maturity in your life. And, and you only get that if you're connected and you stay rooted and grounded together that we all grow up and become more and more effective. For what purpose? Reaching. And teaching, and reaching, and teaching. See, so it's this big circle. It just goes round and round. We just want folks to jump on the wheel and ride the wheel, so so that you can begin to, to 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 walk in those things that we believe God has clearly shown. God equips us for His purposes that are physical, tangible, and directly spiritual when we utilize what he's put into us now many of you said that you're a follower of jesus and that's awesome if your answer to that question is yes i'm a follower of jesus well then you let's just say it together let's say let's say i have been given at least, At least one, one. Spiritual, gift. spiritual gift. You, if you're a follower of Jesus, not only have you been given the person of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to all those who would by faith and, and trust in Him. And we have since the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended on humanity. We have that common denominator of the Spirit, but we also have at least one supernatural deposit that God has given us to use to perform a spiritual ministry function with ease and effectiveness. Anybody ever watched uh, the old man that, that barefoot water skis? Is, is his, his name's Banana Joe, is that right? Somebody tell you, Joe, isn't it? George, Banana George, I oh, don't know, Joe George. Okay, Banana Joe, old dude that could just, I mean, ride on top of the water with nothing but a yellow wetsuit, spinning around and flipping over and standing up and all of that kind of stuff, and you go... Man, it just looks so easy. Well, do you think that happened overnight? Well, no. It happened over a long period of time of him employing a skill that he had in the same way. God has deposited a a spiritual gift in you that right now you, you might not even know how do, what, Lord, which, way I, which end of this I blow in? I don't even know what this thing's supposed to sound like. And he said, well, just pick it up. Just pick it up, and, and, and then come to me and let me show you how it sounds. And for a while, it's probably going to feel like, wah, 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 like it sounds when your kid says, Mom, I want to play trombone in the band this year. You're like, oh, Lord, help me. Because you know what that's going to mean, right? Horrible practices, but... Hey, they got to start before long. They're playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. You're like, I got it. I sung along. Why? Because you, you, you find that thing. Then you begin to exercise that thing. And next thing you know, if you work with it long enough, you'll master that thing. You see, we want everybody who considers Oasis Church to be their church. I I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're visiting with us today. If you're visiting with us today, awesome. Listen, this is what you need to be doing at your place of worship. If you're going to be a part of Oasis Church, then we want everybody to know what their gift is. We we want them to, to learn how to use that gift. And then we want them to put the thing to work. You might say it this way. We want everyone to discover how God has gifted them. We want everyone to develop the gifts they've been given. And we want them to deploy those gifts for God's glory. That's pretty clever, wasn't it? Discover, develop, deploy. Didn't come up with that. That is the words of Chip Ingram, who teaches... A lesson called your divine design eight sessions now we would like for everybody who considers Oasis to be their church to have gone through the teachings by Chip Ingram on Ephesians first Corinthians uh, Romans and first Peter about how God has divinely designed you. You say, how in the world am I supposed to do that? I've got a great answer for you, and it's right there in your pocket. Raise your hand if you have the Oasis Church app on your phone. Raise your hand. All right, put it down. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you don't have the Oasis Church app on your phone or on your tablet, but I am going to tell you all you gotta do and my mama hates it when folks when she says, oh I just don't know how to get this thing to work she hates it when me and my sister say well mom all you got to do because she says that ain't ever all you got to do okay but truthfully if you know how to work your iPhone app store if you know how to work your Android Google Play Store then all you got to do is go on there and type in three things Oasis Church and the two letters WH. And that will come up with a gray background with our palm tree and Oasis Church. Download that thing, start you an account, and what you'll discover is that on the very first page of the Oasis Church app, you're going to find that we've put there on purpose for you that same picture, your divine design, right there. And all you have to do is click on that to start watching the eight sessions you'll begin to understand how to discover your spiritual gift and then how God has provided for you to develop them and then to deploy them put them to work for God's glory if, if by chance you're saying, Pastor Kevin, I love you, but I, well, even if you don't love me, but Pastor Kevin, I'm just not very techie, and I just don't get it. I am tickled pink to be able to show you how to do that without all of the technology. I got a, I got a DVD of it that I'll bring to your house to let you walk, because I want you to know how God's designed you. Now, maybe you're sitting in the room today and you go, well, Pastor Kevin, I already know what my gift is. Awesome. Use it. But I'd still like for you to walk through the eight simple sessions To understand how chip describes it because I like the way chip describes it and that's the language that I like to be able to use and it's the way my mind is working currently and I'd like to be able to know what you think your gift is so if you've not watched your divine design I'd love for you to take advantage of that if, if you're a family Cast that thing up on the TV the way you know how to do it. Download Right Now Media and, and play that thing on your, on your TV or whatever. And watch it as a family and sit around and talk about what do you think. How, well, that's what I see in your life. And then come back to me and say, Pastor Kevin, our family sees that we think we have this spiritual gift. Boom, 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 boom. You know what that's going to help me do? It's going to help me not ask you to do things that I know are going to frustrate you. But but it will help me to go, hey, you know what, we need, we need help in this area. And I go, you know what, I know somebody who's uniquely gifted for that service. He say, so, it's, just, it's just too overwhelming for me. Well then, look, just hold on. Whatever you don't understand, shoot me a text Send me an email, pastor at oasischurchwh.org. Just send me and let me know, hey, I, I want to be able to do that stuff you were talking about. I just t- You said too fast, too much, too soon. Let me know. Those of you who can, do. Those of you who can't, let me know. I'll help you. I want you to discover. Because once you begin to do this, then that's going to help you to focus on how God has uniquely equipped you for service both inside the body and outside the body. But we'll talk about that in two weeks when we talk about going. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a purpose. And we all need that in order for us to mature and grow. And you can use that. But that's not the only thing you can do. Let me give you a couple, three examples. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, so I go the sports route. I think about a football player. I think about a football player that has been drafted by a team to be a running back for them. Now, what do you think that team, What was the purpose that they drafted this guy? What's the main thing that this guy is supposed to do with the ball? Given his position, he's probably going to be expected to do what with it? Run. Run and hold on to the ball and get it across the end zone line, right? He's a running back. That's all he does. Well, no, no, that's not all he does. You see, on some plays, he might be asked to block so that something else can... You know, on some plays, he might be asked to catch the ball. Boy, wait a minute, he's a running back. I know. But he can do more than run. He, he can utilize his talents to block. He can utilize his talents to catch. If by chance he drops the ball, the other team picks it up, he might be asked to tackle someone. Probably not what he thought he would be doing on a team. But at the moment, you know what he needs and you know what they need from him? Stop that guy. I think about a baseball player drafted by a team to play shortstop. Well, that's all he's got to do is play shortstop, right? No. What well, else he got to do? He's got to hit the ball. He's got to, he's got to run the bases. He, he might have to cover first base. He might have to run and cover home plate. He might have to help pick up the sunflower seeds out of the dugout when the game's over. There's a lot going on. It's not just about playing shortstop. I could go on hockey and basketball bottom line is we want you to know what god has designed you for so that in his service you're ready to swing for the fence because god's designed you to hit home runs and that's what we want you to do but but god will use that gift to hit home runs he'll use that gift to do other things as well for His glory. And that's why I would like to draw your attention to something that I wish I would have made sure y'all got this morning, but I bet it's a stack out there sitting on the coffee cart. Doggone it. If you're following the app, Bill, go get those things. And, and deputize, there's a, there's a back row, a couple, just deputize you some folks. I, I want to get those handed out. Because here's what I want to invite you to do. If you're following the app, just keep scrolling. You're going to find this in my notes. While we want you to know how God has uniquely designed you for His unique purpose, and, and then we want to find opportunities to put that to work in your life, we also want you to recognize that there are all kinds of opportunities around you that are put there for the purpose of reaching and teaching and that as you're discovering and developing and deploying your gifts you can begin to fill needed spots for God's glory as you're developing what your primary gift is you can serve at Oasis Church in fact I'm going to say you should serve At Oasis Church, if this is your place, let me talk about some of those things. We've got several teams that need help. Our hospitality team greets you when we come in. They they serve you coffee. They set up the the beverage cart. They they come in and talk with with new people. They provide information for folks as they're coming in the door. You could serve on the hospitality team. You, You could be involved. You could begin to... Discover how God has gifted you with on-the-job training on the hospitality team. You know what we'd like to be able to do? If we had enough volunteers on the hospitality team, we'd like to have some folks out there in orange helping folks be able to park closer to the front to make sure that we had our visitors be able to park right up front. We'd love to be able to do that, but we need more folks. We've got a security team that's part of hospitality that's just watching the door. You like knowing somebody's watching the door, don't we? like that, don't we? And we like knowing that folks are watching who goes in and out of the building while we're or out of the room while we're preaching and make sure they don't wander into the kids' area. We like that, right? We need volunteers. We need those that are willing to serve. You can serve on the hospitality team. We got a restoration team Scott Kim Jensen's lead that team they got some more volunteers last week but but did they cap you out Kim I mean did you say you know no more we can't take any more volunteers for restoration no we need more volunteers you say what is that well we share this building with a school in fact we sold this building to Oasis Christian Academy we're able to lease this building by God's grace We love it. We're saving. We're putting money aside. We're planning to do whatever it is He wants us to do in the near distant future. We got school tomorrow morning and and they like to be able to come in and not find our mess. So 15-20 minutes after worship... Different folks volunteer and they just pick up trash and sweep up little messes. Just light stuff. It takes you about 15 minutes. We're all out of here and everything looks great. You could serve on the restoration team. Teenager, you could serve on the restoration team. Whole family could. Now, if you got little kids, got little bitty kids, make sure you got them contained because they'll be all over the place while you're sweeping up mess. But anyway, you could serve on the restoration team. Miss Kim would love to get you plugged in. Kids ministry. Michael and Connie Shannon lead our kids ministry on Sunday and Wednesday night. Do you realize that that is one of the hardest areas to staff? You know why? Because people say, I can't do that. That's somebody else's kids. Yes, you can. You know how I know you can do it? Because I do it. That is the Primary reason that I go back there in February, the secondary reason that's right up next to it is I love them kids, and I love to do it.? Okay, I love to geek them all up and send them home with y'all. <laughs> you can do it. It's not all just teaching, you know, It's games and, and snack time and, and just crowd control and, and, and babies, and it's all kinds of different ways that you can serve the body if you pass the background check, because we put everybody through a background check. We'd love for you to be able to, to utilize your gifts in a, in a way maybe you've never thought that you could use them. What about student ministry? You know, st- kids grow up, they become students in high school, middle school, high school. They don't know what they're doing. We, I mean, we know that they don't. And, and we know that as they get up older, they're still not going to really know what they're doing. We want to try to help walk with them through those weird years. We meet on Wednesday nights, and we need adults that would help lead small groups and and just, you know, be available for for being a part of games and going to camp with us and those kind of things, activities. You you could be a part of student ministry. If you pass background check, because we check y'all too for that. Look, you could be a part of the worship band if you can play an instrument and if you can (laughs) sing. Now, listen. If you don't know which end of the guitar to pluck, I just really, that's just not, we just, it's okay. That's not where you need to be playing, right? And, and, and you're, look, look to the person to the left and the right of you and go, should I be singing? And just let them answer, you know? If they give you a round, absolutely, you should be up there. If they kind of go, hey, you know, if they smile and give you one of those cocktails, you'll know, okay, out there's where I sing, not up here, okay? But you can be, if you've got that and God has given you that, a bit, you need to be a part of the worship team. If you're not a part of the worship team, you say, I can't play, I can't sing. But you like technology, we, we always have to have at least... Thanks, Trace. He's waving back there. He's doing our live stream this morning. We, we need at least folks that can do the visuals that you see, the, the, the soundboard that you hear, and the live stream that folks are watching right now. You can, all, you can learn how to do all three of them things. I promise you, you could. So let us teach you, you could be a part of the visual, audio, and live stream team. We got a team right now that's just trying to make sure they know exactly who they are, and that's the care team. The care team is the one who comes alongside of our body in times of need. When you're sick, you've had surgeries, you're in the hospital, things of that nature that's what we come alongside you when you celebrate the birth of a newborn we like to know about that because we want to provide a a care and ministry and excitement for you you could be a part of the care team you could serve you could be a part of the communion team luann and charlie bagley put our communion elements out every month when we do communion they'd love for you to be a part of that that's little bitty you could be a part of that you could be a part of a prayer team. I know that Larry and Johnny Jordan watch from home every week because they just physically can't be here. And I know there are some of you that, that have physical limitations where you just, you just can't do and be what you used to could do and be. You, you know what I don't want you to do? I want you to, the next time you see me, I want you to lean down in my ear and say, Pastor Kevin, I'm, I'm going to be a part of the consistent prayer team for this ministry and I hope everybody's praying for the church and the ministry and and what we're accomplishing for God's glory but if, if you can't do man if you could use that time and just pray for us that's what we need you can serve at Oasis Church if you will nobody should be doing nothing everybody should be involved in something And we want to be able to help you find that something. Hopefully, it's that something that God's designed you to do and to love. But hopefully, you'll not limit yourself to just that thing that you do well. But that you'll be willing to spread the opportunity out in service. Because as you serve, you grow, you build others. You come into a greater walk with Jesus and he's able to use you in more and powerful ways. God has equipped you to serve. We need you to serve. You can get involved today, but I can tell you in advance, in, in two weeks on the 28th, we're going to lay those opportunities out for you. And then we're going to ask you to put your name on the line and say, I, you know what? I'll try that. I'll get you plugged in, and let's watch, and let's see, don't God do something special in you as you're listening and learning, as you're putting it to work. Amen? We're designed to connect, and as we connect, we're designed to serve. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you so much for the day. We thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your son. God, we are blessed to be gifted by you. Designed to use those gifts for your glory. God, I pray right now that you would go ahead and put it in everybody's heart that's a part of, of Oasis Church to, to be able to have wrestled with the teaching by, by Pastor Ingram about your divine design. I pray that you'll go ahead and just place in their heart a commitment to. Find out how to watch those and how to begin to understand those four passages so that we can talk on the same page about how you've gifted them. God, I pray that you will put it on everyone who sees this as their church, a, a, a commitment in advance. When, when those lists are put out, I'm going to go eat my sandwich and I'm going to go down that list and I'm going to put my name on something I'm going to serve this year. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to learn what my gift is, and then I'm going to employ it in as many ways as I can for your glory. I pray that you'll plant that seed right now. God, I ask that you will help us to want to be disciples who glorify you, who are used by you for your purpose, and that is to reach and teach. God, we ask that you will meet the needs in our hearts that we brought in with us today. Help us to recognize those things that we can adjust and those things that we simply cannot. Give us the courage to trust you, to be obedient to what your word says to us. We look forward to how you're going to prepare opportunities even this week for us to serve. We ask that you'll show us in advance how we are to walk obediently by your grace for your glory. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody say.